You are listening to the Pretzel Podcast from Creative Munich. I am your host, Marco Lindgren. Today we have two guests who talked about the theme Home on the Creative Mornings Munich virtual event on July 2021. Tiffany is a startup founder and entrepreneur. Uh, she's a digital transformation and innovation specialist and has worked with hundreds of startups to perfect their pitch, to gain customers and secure funding. She was a Forbes Top 100 female founder in 2016. Tanya is a strategy director who has worked internationally at digital and innovation agencies in Australia, the UK and Europe. She has developed award-winning digital experiences, digital business strategies and content strategy for leading brands. Welcome to the show, Tiffany Hart and Tanya Garma. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you again. You talked about the theme home in the Good Mornings Munich uh, session. So um, let's start with that one. What is the what was the key message of your talk? So the key message of our talk was that we believe when you find a sense of home where you work it really does lead to more creativity, much more efficiency and productivity, and you're just simply happier and more productive. That was the hypothesis of our talk. Yeah, absolutely. I think also um, what was really interesting for us when we uh, got the theme of home was that um, we, of course, being two expats living in Munich, um, being out of the country nearly for a decade, um, it is it was an interesting experience for us to kind of go through what does home mean for us. And I think with what Tanya mentioned, it also kind of really emotes an emotional response of um, home can mean different things for so many different people but actually when you come back to it it comes back to really core emotions and core feelings because home is different for everybody around the world and those feelings we actually started to conjure up in the presentation and we went through you know what does home mean and we, we talked about you know home generally means you feel accepted you feel safe you feel appreciated you feel supported you feel contented respected trusted and most importantly purposeful so those were the emotions that we said that are directly connected because it's it's quite challenging to define exactly what home is for everybody but we each have different emotional experience with what home means for us yeah and uh, being an expert myself i also uh, your talk resonated in, in in that level very much and i i started to think that yeah how what what makes me feel home because uh, as you i think you said that Sometimes you just feel you feel home when you go somewhere, and it's a, it's a really unexplainable thing. And then somewhere, some else, where you <clears throat> might not feel at home at all, even though everything should be or on a, on a superficial level are the same. Yes, exactly. While we all have our own interpretation of what home means, I think the cool thing with our talk was that we really nailed down the universal elements of what feeling at home means. I think the things that are almost on par with the human need for love is the human need for belonging. So our talk, in our talk, we really do explore and unpack how feeling at home or finding home at work is really about finding a sense of belonging at your place of work and what you do. And that was really important to us. Like Tiffany said, it's not a geographical location. Uh, it's not about speaking the same language. It's not about sharing the same cultures or the same weather. Feeling at home is really about a sense of belonging when it comes down to it. 
Yeah, I, I think that also I, I found it uh, surprising and refreshing that, that how you connected the home and workplace. And uh, and uh, um, can you explain, elaborate that a little bit more? What is the uh, home and work? They are so far apart from each other, but yet they are so close. Well, we spent so much time at work and I I drew on a personal experience of mine in the talk where in my 20s, I worked in a company uh, for a period where immediately something didn't feel right. And af- after a time, I-, I just knew that my role wasn't right. I didn't feel like I belonged. It was just a really, really odd feeling. And then in my next role, I had the complete opposite experience where you know, I found a tribe of people that I worked with, my co-workers, which were just an amazing supportive crew. I felt like my work was being appreciated. I felt like I was being rewarded for good work. And ultimately, when it came down to it, I felt like I belonged much more than I had with the previous workplace. So we must never underestimate uh, how much of an impact your place of work makes on your overall life and your overall well-being. And we honestly believe in our experience, Tiffany and I, that you can find a sense of home at work. And it's actually such a great thing. It leads to so much more creativity and productivity. It just adds to your life quality in so many positive ways. Yeah, and exactly. And also I think finding that belonging, which is a very innate human experience to want to belong to something, as Tanya mentioned, I think it's also connected to being authentic. So when you belong, you also are authentically you. And that's what we also talked about in, in the in the talk with, you know, what does home in the workplace mean? And actually, it generally, it, it means you can drop the facade. You can really just be you without the fakeness or without trying to be something you're actually not. And when you really belong in a place and you really belong with a, your group, your co-workers, your bosses, your, you know, the people that you're with, majority of your hours of your day, that's when you can really be authentically you. And I think only that you can only find that sense of home at work when you really know yourself and when you become aware of what it is for you that means or feels like home and then you can really navigate to find that place so sometimes we can kind of go about our work life and be completely unconscious of that and um, when it comes to it when you kind of get that unconscious idea to a conscious idea then you start to kind of design the life that you want to live and design the workplace you want to be it be in either you create it yourself or you find a place where you can really find um, where you fit and you belong and it just it's a process of being on point and uh, and keeping that uh, as a as a main priority because then when you really when you really feel at home then you are in that state of creative flow you find that flow you you can be you can do your best work when you're in that space so that's why we connected those two pieces together yeah, that was very, um, uh, as I said, yeah, very, very nice and, and um, surprising connection. But then that's not all. You also have this kind of a nifty tool to find out if, uh, if, if the, uh, if your work is your home. Twenty-four questions. Where, where, did, where did those come from? So those came from a mix of a, a lot of research that we had done, research that had come from sources like McKinsey and Company. Harvard Business Review, the New York Times. We did a bunch of research and then we also overlaid it with our own experience. So between Tiffany and I, we've worked in four different continents. 
we've worked in a variety of different workplaces with a diverse bunch of people and we really looked looked at what we had experienced as well and how we would define feeling at home you know the good workplaces versus the toxic workplaces uh, so it was a, a real mix of research and evidence-based proof as well as our own experiences that leads us uh, smoothly to the to your background and, and story. Let's start with you, Tiffany. You are um, uh, one could say a startup person. Um, how how did you become one? Ah, well, I um, got into startups because I had a, a wish to be creative, but I also wished to get that creativity out into the world. And after trying to be a dancer and realizing that there was really no money in that, uh, and I really didn't want to do the late hours being a dancer, um, <laughs> working in theaters or working in shows, I started to kind of explore what else I could actually use my creativity for because that was really innately one of my major major passions and things that I was really good at being creative in whatever sense, art, drama, dance, whatever. And that led me into my university studies where I got involved in innovation and entrepreneurship in my university. I got involved in big startup weekends and um, innovation projects and lots of things with, um, with my university. And from there, I got into software development. And from from software development i could see how easy it was to create come up with a concept you know just to develop a concept from a need or a pain and develop an app or um either a mobile app or a tablet app and uh, i just could see how quickly you could come up with an idea and actually get it done with the right resources and that was super inspiring for me so from that moment i went out and i started pitching a whole bunch of different uh concepts to government to public private firms and uh, then i realized actually I could do this myself. It doesn't have to be for uh, a company or an agency. I can do this also myself on the side. And that side business turned into a, a main hustle. And I developed a, a business with two co-founders into 12 and to 13, it really came into fruition. And it was called Severmite and it was a book publishing um, startup, which really was at the the dawn or the peak of when uh, book publishing or self-publishing was so interesting. So it was very challenging, a big step to get your book self-published. Pr- previously, it was just with publishers. And we tried to help that space of getting the self-published author online really smoothly, really easily in a beautiful editor with a single click. And that's where Severmite was born. So Severmite was was my startup. It was a book publishing startup, which helped thousands of authors around the world publish their book um, with a single click through this really cool tool that we bought, we built. And from that moment, uh, my my hunger for entrepreneurship just developed. And, uh, and I've worked with hundreds of startups throughout Europe, America, and Australia on helping them refine their pitch, gain investment, and gain customers. So it's been a real foray into the startup world from that moment. What about you, Tanya? You work with uh, uh, digital experiences and innovation. Uh, how did you end up doing that? Well, uh, good question. Um, I have always been very creative since I was quite little. I've always loved telling stories, writing stories. So I knew that I my future was going to be in a somewhat creative field. And so I did study uh, marketing at university, which was kind of a blend between creative and business. And I naturally gravitated towards agencies and consultancies in my career. So 
I was super, super lucky enough in my very first job out of university to uh, work in a digital agency, which at the time, and this is all the way back in 2004, digital was beginning to absolutely boom. So I was able to learn hands-on how to create digital campaigns, how to undertake digital marketing. And that was such a great launching pad because from there I worked in the UK where I was immediately branded, oh, that's the digital kid. She knows all about digital. Remember, this is way back in 2007 now. And from there, I moved into strategy. So I've been working in creative agencies and innovation agencies in strategic roles. So uh, creating strategy for digital businesses, digital experiences, for campaigns. That's been my jam since then. So uh, together with Tiffany, um, we have also founded our own little baby, which is Grow Getters. Uh, and, you know, we talk about creating this sense of home at work. That's such a passion area for us. And that was the theme of our topic for Creative Mornings. And we wanted to do it for ourselves. We wanted to create something where people could feel at home. So we've started with our podcast, which is the Grow Getters podcast, which has ranked in the top 20 in careers in a bunch of different countries all over the world, which is amazing. Um, and we focus on future skills for women. So, uh, yeah, teaching women uh, the skills of the future to make sure that they stay future-proofed in their careers. And when we say we create, wanted to create a sense of home, we've now extended that with Grow Getters Club. So, for all of our lady listeners that love the podcast and love what we do, we wanted to create a, a physical community of women where they can learn from each other, they can learn from ex experts, they can really be in touch with the most hottest working methods and models and all the future skills content, but it's in a really home environment. So we create a culture that everyone feels like they belong that people are free to be themselves, they can be authentic, they they can, yeah, really just flourish knowing that they've got that supportive safety net. So that's why we are just so, so passionate about giving people that safety net so they can thrive, they can be creative and they can be innovative because it's it's exactly what we're doing with Grow Getters, the podcast and Grow Getters Club. With our, our new little venture, um, it was really it was born from from Tanya and I because we believe that it, it's all about collaboration over competition and we think that when when women stick together and when they put their heads together they can create so much more and we really fully believe that the more women in business and leadership there are the better the world will be and we stand by that so this is why we have created the Grow Getters podcast and also a Grow Getters club and future things coming in 2022 um, but it's really it is all about finding a space where women can celebrate each other, create together, and also lift each other up. And, um, you know, it's very often that, you know, you're either a mum or you're a part-time worker or you're a full-time worker and you are siloed. If you have a side hustle or a concept on the side, you're probably doing it at night time or in lunch breaks or early mornings. And it's often a very lonely journey. And as a business owner in, in any gender, it can be a very lonely journey. And so this is why the Grow Getters Club was also born because it's better to be able to share and collaborate and 
you also share what's retrospectively happening because I think when you tap into that and you open up and you become vulnerable and you share, then you can really accelerate yourself because that's when you are, um, you know, using the kind of hive mind or tribe around you. And so that's where the Grow Getters Club was born. And it's a very practical thing. It's it's a series of expert masterclasses, peer-to-peer sessions. We have co-working on a weekly basis now, two times a week for different time zones. Um, we have a roundtable workshop where people can bring a idea to the table, a problem to the table, and we thrash it out. We work on that that, that with you like your team for that period of time. We also have a, a dedicated channel to for people to communicate and talk and chat on a daily basis, hourly basis, whenever they want to, they can communicate and, and share an idea, share a win, share a cool article, share something that's really going on for them. So there are many other things, um, many, many other features that we have included in our club, but it is um, something I'm super happy that we have created and I'm super thankful for the women that are a part of it and our founding members and uh, they've just become, you know, new best friends of ours. So it's so nice to have that. I think Tanya, you you mentioned that it's like a physical thing, but but it it is like physical in the same place, or is it online, or how, how do you like organize it? Well, because our members, our founding members, because the Grow Getters Club is still in its beta prototype phase. We have almost twenty founding members in the club, and they come from predominantly Australia and various countries within Europe. So. It is online right now. It is digital. We are planning to have physical events in the future once things settle down with the pandemic, of course. Um, but I still consider it a physical manifestation uh, because with our podcast, which we've been running for the past 18 months, it's been fantastic. We've been able to connect with women But there's only so far you can connect with a podcast. As you know, Marco, it's a it's a one-way conversation. So I love that with the club, we've actually been able to create deeper connections uh, with, with people. And we've learned so much from them. I think this idea of peer-to-peer learning and cohort cohort learning is very, very important. And we believe that that is the way people people will learn in the future it's already happening and it's going to continue to grow and that's what we've established with the club it just it just works based on your experience with the, with the club and, and and your your startup what would you say is the biggest challenge that is facing uh, your area now oh, that's a very good question what's the biggest challenge that we're facing i think um Once you've actually got your idea out there and your initial concept is out there, irrespective if it's a startup or if it's a podcast or if it's a um, a, a digital product like we have with the club uh, membership, I think the point which we are facing now and have faced before in the in the past is that growth point. So you've kind of got an idea established. You have already raving fans. You have your base level of customers, but that point where you start to scale, like how can you make that scale happen with a limited budget or a very small budget. Normally with startups, they have zero budget or limited budget. How can you get that point that you can actually start to scale it, but also keep the authenticity of the product? And I've experienced that with my past product, my past uh, past startup, and also now here, we're, we're now in, in a point where we're going to be doing a, um, a bigger launch in October, November this year, where we're going to start taking the club out of beta phase into a live arena. And it's also really road test testing all the things that we've been building and working on over these last months 
to really remain, um, get the authenticity of the club on a scale level. That's one thing that we're really working on. And one of the things which is very, very important for us is that you're never a number. You're never just number of huge group. We want to make sure everyone is known and everyone is connected and we can see and, and, and keep each other either accountable or disconnected. And that's what we are going to work on, on creating micropods in locations or interest groups um, as we scale up the club so that that authentic, authentic connections can still be there and still be held even when the club is a larger group of people. So that's our, our point, either internally scaling and also ex externally scaling the message and getting it out there to people that really need a space um, like we've created. And I think looking back over the past 18 months, we began with a podcast in late 2019, early 2020. And for, for me personally, and I'm sure Tiffany as well to a degree, back then, I think the biggest challenge was just getting it out there. Um, so it was more of a mental block, I think, or a, a fear block. And because we, we, we had been listening to podcasts for years now and we knew we wanted to create a podcast back then and it took about six months for us to get over that mental block and produce a product and put it out there produce a an MVP and get it out so I think a lot of people feel like that I definitely know uh, the founding members in our club feel like that a lot of people may be working but they they have a passion project that they want to get out there and Getting over that initial hurdle is the biggest challenge. Once you've done it, once it's out there, it's like, phew, it's a relief because now it's out there. You can't hide anymore and now you have to focus on making it better, making it grow and and keep and keeping on going, especially with a podcast. As you know, Marco, it's about consistency and frequency. So I think that was one of the biggest challenges I've personally faced in my career. I've spent my whole career telling clients and brands what they should be doing and and creating beautiful strategies for them but now it was crunch time that I had to do it for a business Tiffany and I's own business and our own uh, side hustle so that was a really interesting learning and a big challenge to overcome but we did it yes exactly and I think it also comes down to it's that mental block but it's also the commitment so once you get your creative passion endeavor side hustle whatever you're creating main hustle it's that commitment to stick it out because there is always going to be growing pains and there's always going to be points where you're like ah oh, screw it no nah. no more i'm done switch it off <laughs> but it there are that's the point where you're growing because there's pain and there's and there's and there's friction and there's challenge and then okay the, the, the mindset of like, how can I overcome this? What can I do to bridge the gap? What can I do to sail through it? Of course, there's going to be times when you're, it's really authentically, you need to, to switch it off and, and to, to no longer work on it for, for various reasons. But it's that commitment. And, um, and that can be challenging when you're launching something new or creating something new or adding something to the portfolio of stuff you're already having to, to work on and, and your commitment. So, yeah, mental block plus commitment was, was another major challenge for us. Cool. Uh, how can our listeners discover more about you or get in touch with you if they want to continue this discussion or even join the club? Absolutely. Well, if if you have watched uh, our talk for Creative Mornings, uh, first of all, if you'd love to get those 24 questions, um, please just 
DM us on Instagram or email us at hello at growgetters.io. You can also listen to us, the Grow Getters podcast. We are on every single podcast app. So just search for Grow Getters, hit that follow button so you don't miss out on our weekly episodes. And of course, we would love for you to join the club. We are currently in beta, the Grow Getters Club, but we, as Tiffany said, we are going to be launching to everybody. So we have a wait list. And if you go to growgetters.io forward slash club, you will learn more about what we're doing. And we would love for you to join the wait list and you will be the very first to know as soon as it's open. Okay, and then uh, it's about uh, to end this episode. But before we do that, we have uh, the final questions. Uh, the Pretty Podcast, we are all about creativity and inspiration. And the first one is, how do you get inspired? You will, I think, um, from speaking from myself, and I know Tan, Tan and I share lots of inspiration with each other, um, but I think it's through other creatives um, coming to, to talks like this. I mean, Creative Mornings is a fantastic organization, um, non-for-profit organization that's sharing incredible stuff. So I'm coming to a lot of Creative Morning talks often to field trips and also to the Creative Morning Creative Mornings Munich talks every single month, plus also podcasts, um, subscribing to ranges of podcasts, articles. I have a, a large um, feed of articles from different sources that I follow often and books and uh, really what's in, interesting for us now where I'm getting a lot of inspiration um, and I'm sure Tan also is actually from the ladies in the club. So we are often sharing things. So one thing, as I said, you know, collaboration over competition, sharing our best resources, sharing our best articles, sharing our best knowledge, all happens there. We come up with a cool idea and we put it inside so everyone can benefit from it. So um, generally, on a, honestly, I'm getting a heap of, of uh, inspiration from the ladies that are in the club and what they're sharing and what we're sharing together. So that's really a major source of my inspiration right now. Yeah, it's a it's such a good question. I feel inspired, like Tiffany said, from the people around me. I am a massive extrovert. I I get energy from others, from other humans. And during the pandemic, you know, that's been challenging because we've literally had to shrink our physical contact with others. So with the club, I I do also, like Tiffany said, get so, so inspired by others. I also get inspired by Tiffany. You know, she's my partner in crime. We are on the phone every single day uh, talking out ideas, brainstorming. It's it's just so wonderful to have, to have that person, that counterpart that you can spar with. And on a general level, I have always just been inspired by amazing writers, by artists, you know, sometimes you can find inspiration in the most unlikely places. Like I, you know, have gone to art exhibitions where I've been so moved, I'm almost in tears and it's somehow lit this little fire inside me. I think, you know, when you can be inspired by creatives from all different genres, I think that's just so amazing. So I try and continue to you know, read from diverse voices. So new authors, young authors, um, people from diverse backgrounds, you know, all of this absolutely inspires me. And then we get to our final question. What does creativity mean to you? For me, creativity is in all of us. I, I think I hate it when 
someone says, oh, I'm not creative or someone thinks that they're amazingly creative. We are human beings. You know, creativity is what separates us from the animal kingdom, I think, but even they're creative in their own ways. A spider weaves a web, which I find beautiful and also creative. Um, And I think creativity doesn't necessarily mean that you have a talent for dance or painting or drawing or writing. I think you can be creative when you problem solve. You can apply creativity to the tasks that you undertake in your job. I think creativity and ultimate creativity is also finding a sense of flow. And I think we all strive for that sense of flow. I know I do. And maybe that's different for everybody. But for me, I feel the most creative and the most in flow when I'm writing, when I'm creating content, either for grow getters or for my own personal joy. That's that's what creativity really means for me. Mm-hmm. I second Tanya's uh, statement very much. Uh, and I also feel that creativity is also about getting into a joy state. So for me, for me, as, as Tanya mentioned, anyone can be creative in whatever sense, an engineer, a doctor, a mathematician, a, an artist, everyone has creativity in whatever they're doing. And, and it's, it's definitely possible to be creative in whatever uh, job you've chosen, whatever, well, not even job, like passion you, you, you have. Um, you can be creative with how you train if you're an athlete. There are so many different ways you can be creative. But I really do feel at the core of it, when it com- comes back down to it, I think creativity really kind of starts to enhance life and it kind of brings richness to, to your life. And also really creativity is really, for me, it's about um, embracing or in, in, yeah, in embodying joy. It's like, it's like, how can you have, bring that happiness and joy into your life? And for me, when I am creative, when I am in the flow, when I'm doing something I'm passionate about, which has an aspect of creativity, I am my happiest and I am in a state of joy. And that's Creativity for me is about um, enjoyment and joy and bringing joy for others. And I think uh, leading back to our talk with Creative Mornings, when you have that safety net and that environment where you feel like you belong, where you feel like you can be yourself, where you feel like you're at home, that is when creativity can flourish. Because if it's very, very difficult to find that sense of joy and flow if you are perhaps working in a toxic environment or you are amongst others who bring you down. I think it's very important to find that that place or create it yourself if you can't find it. Uh, and that really will be the springboard for creativity. And creativity is needed for innovation. And we all need to innovate humans, individuals, businesses, industries in order to survive and thrive these crazy times. This was the Pretzel, the Creative Munich podcast. This episode was produced and edited by me, Mark Lindgren at Huiven Production. Our music was made by Sasha Ende. The additional sound was made by Winnie the Munk. Send us feedback by email to feedback at thepretzelpodcast.com. To find the show notes for this episode, see the talk, and to get new episodes right to your phone and your ears, visit thepretzelpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.